everyone. It's Christian from Trendsetters Media. Here we are with Isai, our creative director. I'm so glad to finally have you here on the podcast because we had Evan last week. Yeah. So it's always nice to get our team members on here and talking For about sure. it. And what I love about this is that I'm going to be talking to another creative person. Yeah. Evan is marketing, so I'm not going to like downgrade or anything, but whenever he goes off, it's like, yeah. I don't know any of that, but um, no, we're going to go like dive into the creative field a little bit. So I'm going to love this. But so basically, what are some of the like trendsetters? Mia, we are looking at the new trends, the new things that we see that people are either posting um, that we see in advertisements, media. What are some of those new trends that you're kind of seeing in the creative community? Um, it's interesting because. I think we've talked about it before, but a lot of like one of the biggest trends right now is kind of like steering away from like high quality productions and like ads in more like iPhone or lower quality like Vine style type of yeah. ads, especially on Snapchat and Instagram. And it's just interesting because it can literally be like a five second clip off of iPhone and that will literally be what is like the biggest ad that they have at that time. Like that's going to be directing their downloads. And it's kind of like a switch I got to like have in my brain to be like, all right, like let's not think high super quality like production stuff. Let's think of like what's going to work. Um, and definitely like iPhone or like mobile device ads are like really popping right now. Oh yeah, definitely. And it's weird because, you know, whenever I was like getting into this, it was all about, you know, how can we make this like picturesque? How can we make this like really clean? Yeah. And now it is like there's advertisements they're having people just go on their phones yeah. and just recording it hello little fly they're having people just like record on their phones yeah and i think that is more of a push towards obviously organic content mm -hmm. obviously but i think it's also a connection to the consumer it's definitely more personable and branded than for sure yeah. i mean that's why it works you look at that and you see someone that has their phone out or an influencer or whoever, if they have like a red camera filming them, there's mm -hmm. going to be a disconnect between like their audience. You're like, well, this yeah. is too Hollywood. Like we know where you came <laughs> from. You were in your bedroom making vlogs. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So whenever it's just like them talking straight to the audience off their phone, it's almost like a nostalgic or like, hey, like I know where you're, where you're from. So like I am connected to this ad more than if it was a super high quality production or a super high quality skit. Like a lot of comedians, even on Instagram, like Haha Davis, for example. Yeah. He has, you know, millions of followers and he could definitely afford a production team or something through his skits, mm -hmm. but he's still doing it the same way he was doing it years ago when he had like a thousand followers because that's his audience. They like react to that. They want that. And he's smart because he hasn't switched from that, you know, and he, he keeps growing and going viral. So I'm just going to be so surprised because if we change from that, you know, um, like obviously it's continuing to grow, but we, it used to be, you know, you would never have an advertisement, you never have anything recorded on organic content until YouTube kind of came out of the midst. And yeah. then people were making stuff on their phones, they were using video recorders. It was very nostalgic, as you were saying, mm -hmm. but that slowly grew. So what do you think could possibly be that next step if we get past the nostalgia and it's just... It's interesting, I've actually been contemplating that too, because I'm like, well, what? And I don't know if it's like the next step as like the next like big thing. Cause if you think about it, like high quality ads or like, it really just depends on the brand that you're presenting. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, Nike has like, you know, some of the craziest like high production value, like movie type yeah. of ads. Um, but I think it, instead of it going from like 
it's going from you know uh, high production to like low production to selfie videos i think it's not really going like vertically but horizontally now there's different ways to do advertising mm -hmm. and i think the next big thing honestly if there's anything it's going to be like vr or like interactive yeah. ads you know i think that's going to be the next big thing and i'm excited to see that um but yeah i mean i think now it's like if, if you're if you have a brand you can find any way to fit your advertisements into that and it doesn't have to be super expensive now you know like especially no, with yeah. camera equipment now it's so cheap so I'm, I'm excited i think the next big thing is vr though i like i really agree with that just because that's going to bring the aspects of personability yeah. and the person being able to transport themselves into basically another reality at some points i mean yeah that's if you look insane at amazon's doing they have a, a beta version of this but they have um if you go to some of the furniture, I saw this like when I was um, on Amazon looking for a, a new office chair. They have a, a feature on some of their products that has um, see it in your house or see it in your room. So you literally wow. take a picture, it like scans, you, take, you pull out your camera on the app and it takes a picture of your room mm. and it kind of like 3D molds the uh, the chair into, like, into your room. So now you can like move around with your camera and you can see it from different angles and you can see it in proportion to like your desk or a wall or whatever. And I'm just like, that is insane. Like. Think about, I had this crazy idea, or me and Jake were talking about it, and it was um, kind of about like a, a pop-up shop, a virtual okay. like reality pop-up shop, where it's like you like walk around and like you can be like in a field or whatever, but now you're gonna actually see like a new backpack or a new shirt or whatever merch you have. Like I just see that being insane because now everyone around the world can be at this pop-up shop mm -hmm. and like actually hold and feel things and purchase it online without even having to be there which is going to be insane to me, bro. It's just, that would change like the whole online shopping community. But yeah. that would be the most amazing thing. It would, yeah, it would be crazy. I don't, I don't even know, like, I don't know how far away that is, but when it's here, it's we're going to literally be looking outside and seeing people walking around, like, just like grabbing stuff out of the air and like purchasing things. It's just going to be like, <laughs> well, brick and mortar stores are just going to be like gone because then you don't even have to leave yeah. your house to purchase anything. Exactly. That, well, would, that would be interesting. Unless the nostalgia never dies. See, that's another song point too. Like, I mean, if you look at even like Stranger Things, like that seeing season three made me want to go to a mall. Have you seen season three yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was just like, it was the first few episodes are just set in that mall. Yeah. And I think that like brought a lot of people back to whenever the hangout place, it wasn't, you know, it was, it was like the strip malls and the malls and all that stuff. It wasn't like, it didn't become the local neighborhood spot. Like everybody exactly. just went to the mall. There exactly. were all the stores. You had Tommy, you had, um, every nike yeah. every different thing dick's sporting goods was probably yeah. somewhere in there whenever i was growing up so it was it was insane but mm -hmm. now they're just like wiping out and uh, it's interesting i don't know what where it's gonna i think that you're right the nostalgia is always going to be there and it's interesting it's going to be interesting to see how that morphs into like a spot another thing i think about our movie theaters as well i love going to the uh, movie theater and as a filmmaker like it's like my favorite place to be yeah um but you look at like what's happening right now and you see like the online streaming services like Netflix, Hulu, Disney is going to come out with their own. And you're wondering like, well, why would anyone, if Disney starts releasing their Marvel movies like straight to consumer, like in their house, why would anyone go to a theater, you know? And so, I think that's where AMC has to step up or like any of the big movie stuff. I think what I saw, if I'm correct, they were doing this thing where they were doing like a membership card. And yeah. it was like for $5 a month or something, like even $7 a month. Yeah. And at that point, <laughs> it's like, well, you should just go to a movie like every two days during the week exactly. and you make up in your money. Uh huh. So like, 
yeah, I definitely see that going. But then again, it comes back to, well, I can watch it at home. Yeah, and I think, I think, so I think it'll be, I think the, the movie theater will still be around because like the big blockbuster hits, there should, there should be more of a disconnect between like the medium-sized movie, like a, a, a medium-sized budget movie that's maybe like a rom-com or like a funny, like not like a blockbuster hit. Those movies I feel like are going to get kind of like wiped out and those mm -hmm. are going to go straight to streaming services, straight to consumers. But I think like like the Marvel films, the Star Wars, the just the huge like the Avatars, those have a huge place in movie theaters because they're making so much money mm -hmm. like on opening weekends or like in the first month. So I, I also think it wouldn't make sense for Disney or whoever just to send those movies straight to consumers because they can do that as well. But they can also make a couple billion dollars like the first like three months of them showing it in theaters. Yeah. So. Okay, we've gone into the creative space. The next question I kind of want to ask you is, do you have like a favorite advertisement? Favorite advertisement? Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people like the Apple advertisements because they're super clean, I get that. And some people, you know, like Trek fans would like Ford's advertisements or, yeah. you know, Budweiser, they, they make really good ones. A lot of people do the NFL halftime show ones. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a company that just kills their ads. Um, well, one like my all-time favorite ads, and I'm sure you probably one of my all-time favorite ads, is, and I'm sure you've seen it, is a. Uh, it went viral. Like it's it's kind of old. It's, it's like five or six years now. Like old, but it's an ad, and I think it was like produced by like some, either like the government of like China or like, something. But it's the ad where um it's this it's, it's this guy and, he's it's like his story and they're narrating like what his name is. He's like, hey, this is Tom, and Tom mm -hmm. works every day and. <laughs> He, um, you're saying like he doesn't get anything in return, but he still helps out his community. And it's kind of like this emotional music and like you see him like do the same routine every single day and he wakes up, he waters his plants and then he goes down and he sees like this old lady struggling to get her like, uh, her cart up the, up the curb and he yeah, helps yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then okay. like, there's like these like, um, two people like on the side of the street and one's a little girl, one's a mom and they're asking for money. And he always gives them the money. Have you seen that? Yes, ad? I've seen it. Okay, yeah. yeah. My eyes like lit up. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, like that ad was just like, like I was crying every time. I, every time I see that, I always cry because I'm like, damn, oh. like it's such a good ad. Like the, from the music to like the acting, and then like the part where the little girl, like he goes to give him the money, and the little girl's missing, and like the music stops, and then you hear the little girl saying "mommy" or something, and you turn around and she's in her school uniform. Uh, yes, okay, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, bro, that's that, always heartfelt. That ad is probably my favorite ad of all time. I love that ad so much. Mm, it's just amazing how ads can like reach out to you and yeah. kind of grab you. For... Oh, oh yeah, hundred percent. Like, and the best ads are the ones that just are like you don't even know what the company is until like the very end, and you're just yeah. like, damn, like I'm just gonna invest in this company because I love this ad so much, you know? Yeah, exactly. I like thinking back. Amazon kind of came out with a new ad where it was just the, like the weirdest thing because I was just sitting out the cat, like out my cat. Oh my gosh, couch at home. <laughs> I was saying I'm a couch at home and I was watching this and the screen pops up and this lady is like looking at the corner. She's like tending to her baby. She looks at the corner and she's like, uh, and then her in a sofa pops up and like, she's like, oh, look at this sofa. And like the sexy music starts playing in the background uh -huh. and she's like, yeah, I that <laughs> and then the baby starts crying again she's back in reality and then amazon comes up with their tagline for it but you know what you're watching you're like 
what in the world is this? I have yeah. no idea what this is. But Amazon had a great idea where it was like it was some it you want it. You want it like you want the good yeah. or you want like you want to treat yourself. Yeah. That's what I think about. Treat yourself. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it just like kind of stuck with me because then I went on Amazon. And I was like, oh, look at that couch. Amazon's <laughs> literally like the epitome of, of like being seduced by like a website. Yes. Like, I'll go to Amazon and have like seven things in my cart. And before I check out, I'm like, do I really need to spend this money right now? No, you definitely do not. And then they'll email you or send notifications <laughs> like, hey, you still have this in your cart. Or yeah, hey, yeah. this went down 1%. Like, look at this product. And I'm just like. And then you order and then you're like, <laughs> when is it going to come in? Well, I think when I was younger, like, because I started, I got my Amazon account when I was like really young. I don't even know, like, I was probably like 15 or mm -hmm. 16. And Amazon, like, was, it was, it had been around, but like, no one, like, none of my friends were using Amazon yet. Yeah, I yeah, was yeah. like hip to it. So I was like, oh, I got my like little debit card that I just got like <laughs> a month before that. And like, I would obsess over it because getting packages was still new. Like, I would, like, be waiting and, like, wait, trying to hit the UPS truck. Like, is it coming? Is it coming? Like, I would spend hours just doing that. And at one point, I was like, yo, I need to go to a doctor or something. Like, I'm going crazy. You're getting obsessed with yeah. buying stuff on Amazon. <laughs> oh, I definitely got stuck in that boat. It was just always like, oh, you know, like, I don't need this new TV or this new, like, fancy gadget. But yeah, it's kind of on sale on Amazon. So I have the money this month, right? Yes. Yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and purchase that. And then... Um, you know, like a week later, I look at my bank account. It's like, oh, well, I don't have food for the week. That's okay. <laughs> exactly. I mean, mom is a little cool. Mm -hmm. So going off of that on ad basis, mm -hmm. like what are some of the weaknesses as we talked about with, because I kind of want to do get into this, like what's the weaknesses of organic content sometimes? Uh -huh. And then what are some of the strengths that we could see? it? Like it's more connected to the consumer, uh -huh. but I do feel at times that like, it might touch some people, but not all. And I guess that, yeah. you know. I mean, it really comes down to the way that the brand is built. If, you know, if me and you were trying to make organic content, like us doing a selfie video for like, I don't know, like this faucet that's off camera, you guys can't see it. But yeah. like, like if we try to make a video about that, like that would not connect because they're like, like, what does that have to do with me at all, you know? Yeah. But I mean, I think the big, yeah, the biggest weakness is Selfie videos or whatever are not going to work for everyone. Mm -hmm. And I think that in, in advertising, that's just like a general rule. It's like you need to know and be self-aware of what your brand is because you can't do everything. You know, you shouldn't do everything. You should know mm -hmm. what works for you and then keep doing that. And so you need to change it or evolve or look forward to like, all right, like this worked. How can we morph this into something else? Because just doing it because it's worked for another company doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for you. Yeah. So I think, I don't know if there is, a, I think, Selling videos or just having like lower quality um, organic content, I don't think it's going to, it's necessarily a, a downside to it or a negative. I think it's just how you use it can be in a way that's not going to be the most efficient for your brand, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think it's great. I think uh, if an app is a startup app or like even just like, um, like, like fitness people always use uh, organic videos for like their plans or like their vitamins or whatever. I think that works perfect because people who are invested in, in the individual are going to be more willing to like watch those ads and invest in those ads than compared to a big ass company who's just doing it because it's a trend, you know, that's not going to connect. Yeah. 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 Like whey protein is going to, you know, make a video of someone using their stuff Yeah. that is going to be organic content. Cause it's like, Oh, that person's like actually using it. It's not that paid actor who, you know, puts it in the cup and then probably throws it off screen and that's all we're going to see of it. Yeah. And it's interesting though, because I mean, you can't, 
you can be creative with it too, and you can figure out a way. Because even if Coca Cola had organic, like if they just put like a series, like I don't know, if they did like a Vine series or a TikTok series, and like it's sponsored by Coca Cola, mm-hmm. like that might actually hit, you know, because it's more like organic to like the content creator and the platform instead of Coca Cola making an ad of like them like promoting their product, you know. Now Coca Cola did come out with a new soda, and they featured it on Stranger Things. I, what are your thoughts on that? I was actually confused because I don't drink Coca-Cola. I was like, what? Is this like a... So that Coca-Cola was actually released either, and someone will probably correct me if I'm wrong, but like the 80, the 70s or 80s, or even the 90s, I think, uh-huh. and it busted. It was completely trash. Really? And then they were like, okay, we're going to re-release it, and we're going to do it during Stranger Things, because obviously it's like set in the 80s, oh, 80s, 90s. Smart. I think... I think though, I think, I think it was a ploy. I think this was a business tactic. I totally think they trashed it back in the 80s and 90s knowing that they would bring it back. You think? I totally think that. And that's why everybody was hyped for it. Or maybe not hyped for it, I don't know. I don't, I don't see Coca-Cola making a product and being like, hey, 40 years from now or 30 years from now, we're gonna re-release this. Or maybe the, maybe it wasn't planned, uh-huh. but, it was, but now it was so strategically placed. Like, of course, Okay, that would be a little bit too much. Like, they don't know in the 70s and 80s, hey, you know what, this giant TV series called Stranger <laughs> Things about kids in the 70s fighting aliens is, like, yeah. going to happen. But yeah, no, I, there's some point I there. Think that was, overall, though, I yeah. think that was a great idea from Stranger I mean, Coca-Cola probably paid them so much money. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, they, I, was, cause I was confused. I was watching that, and they had, like, probably like six or eight lines of just talking about the Coca-Cola flavor, and I was like, what's happening? This is just random. Mm. But now, now they put it in context, I'm like, that's actually really cool. And it's smart for uh, Coca-Cola to do that because Stranger Things literally broke records like on streaming oh, yeah. services. I think it was like 40 million people watched like the whole series in like the first like weekend or something, or like the first like four days. Which means everybody's just obsessed with it and why wouldn't you put Coca-Cola yeah, on? Yeah, that was a smart move by them. It was definitely a smart move, but I haven't tried it. Don't know if I will try it. But I kind of want to try it now. Yeah, I've never tried. I don't really drink pop like that, but I would try it now because it was on Stranger Things. <laughs> just because it yeah, was on Stranger Things. That, that makes sense. That makes <laughs> sense. Okay. I think my last question for you, it's got to be a really good one, is, okay, so we're going we're gonna, to like hook this back into the Trendsetters media stuff. I know I got a little bit fun with the creative space and different things like that. Yeah. But with Trendsetters media, like, what do you see in the ad space, the direction that Trendsetters Media is kind of taking um, right now? I mean, it's an interesting time for us, for sure, because um, we've just started, but we kind of see our, our, our value and our, our perspective in being a Gen Z-operated like agency. And I think the biggest thing for us really is going to be kind of sticking to what we what our business model. It's like, yo, like, Yes, we're unexperienced. Yes, we don't have like 30 years in the industry, but like we're re- like, we know what's what's working. We see like our friends literally are like they're, they're case studies. We see like what our friends are doing. We see what our like younger siblings are doing, yeah. and we understand that. So, I think working that working uh, those 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 pros into like what we're doing right now is going to be our biggest. And we, we're already doing it. Our business model is literally like, hey, we're going to be the only Gen Z ran agency at least here in Kansas City, that's like gonna be killing everything because we know what we're doing. And we're not trying to fake or front like, we're, we're like these other agencies that have, you know, all these employees that work on all these different products and they work on all these different campaigns and like our experience, our experience, and, 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 and it's kind of funny that our experience really isn't our biggest 
uh, our, our strongest point, you know, in these, whenever we're talking to these companies, like, we're not like, hey, like, we are so experienced, that's why you should hire us. It's like, hey, like, we're young, we know, like, what works, and we're going to show you. And if, and if it's not you, then we'll show someone else, you know? Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's our biggest, our biggest, um, our biggest pro, our biggest, our, our, our kind of hidden tool, you know, our secret weapon is that yeah. we're, we're so self-aware of what we can do, what we're good at, and what we're not so good at. And we just attack what we're good at, and we're always working, and we're hungry. We're young, like we're new to this, so like we're like, I know we're the hungriest people right now, like youngest people in the agency. Like we're working crazy hours trying to figure mm. this out. So I mean, just moving forward, I think us staying true to ourselves and our business model of, of being Gen Z operated is going to really be our, our biggest, our biggest weapon. I agree. Okay, awesome. Thank you for coming on the show today. Thank it's, you for having it's me. It's awesome. I'm gonna do a little handshake, and then we're out. Um, I don't know what's coming in the next few weeks. Oh, we'll probably, we'll have no, like another person on the show. Jake is always just like grabbing people. We always yeah. want people on the show. Like we want business owners and different things like that, different people to talk about their industry and, you know, yeah. I, hopefully we get some of the finance guys. We'll, we'll plenty. We'll really yeah. have so much, so many interviews. People are going to love this series, bro. And I'm glad that you're the one that's like taking it over. And I know. The face of it. I felt so I, fortunate. I was like, dude, I'm so excited. <sighs> Is and we'll have you and Evan. We'll always have the team on the show. We'll keep reintroducing you guys and talking about it because, of course, the field is going to change over the next few years. So, this is going to be great. Thank you guys for listening or watching, whatever you're doing. Um, yeah, and we're going to head out. Peace. Peace. That's it, friend? Yes.